Greetings, this is Carl. Let's talk for a minute about doing scary things. So I'd, I'd love for you to pretend, I'm going to pretend, it's just you and I. And we're having a chat, probably at like our, our favorite coffee shop or just a, a comfortable place to sit. There's a fire, it's winter, you know, that whole feeling. The kind of conversation that you just love to have with a friend, but it doesn't happen very often. So we're, it's it's kind of that kind of moment, if you will. And the subject comes up. You know, I, 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 I tell you a story or two about readers who've sent me stories. You know, I, could, I was just reviewing a bunch of them, actually. Yeah, they're, they're called, uh, we, we, internally I call them do-it-anyway stories. Stories of people stories from people who did things that they were really scared to do and they felt the fear and they did it anyway. And I could tell you story after story. I was just reading one um, from somebody who, after thinking about it for seven years, and she said she thought about it almost every day for seven years, she finally moved from South Africa to, and I can't remember exactly where it was, somewhere in Europe. Um, But she thought about it every day for seven years and she was just so scared. I've got another one. Um, one of my favorite, all-time favorite ones is from somebody who said, I did it. Like the reply came back, I did it. I quit, I resigned because of the the column you wrote. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Do you have a plan? And she's like, yeah, of course. I, you know, she was a senior partner at a major New York law firm and said that she had her resignation letter in the top drawer of her desk for a year and a half because she wanted she wanted to move back to her family farm to help her aging parents take care of the farm for the last couple of years of their lives. And she did it. Like amazing. By the way, I followed up with her a couple of years later and she told me, I said, how did, did you do it? How did it go? She said it was the best decision I'd ever made. One of my, I think it was her father, but one of her parents passed away just a couple of years later. And not only had she, got in the family farm on sure footing. She'd also started a little law practice helping local small family farms with, you know, the, all the sort of legal challenges that you'd face as a farmer. So she was like, I've never been happier. It was the most amazing thing to spend the last couple of years with my, with my, my again, I believe it was her dad. Amazing, right? I got stories about moving to Ireland to write poetry, but I also have stories about somebody who just wanted to leave work early on Fridays to pick their daughter up from school, right? Like, so it doesn't have to be heroic. So let's say I'm telling you some of those stories as we're sitting around chatting and you feel something. So just pause for a minute. Like you feel something and it's just a little like, Hey, what about me? It's just a little voice saying, and it's, it's your thing. It's your thing saying, it's that thing, you know, like I could call it whatever. We could call it lots of different things, but I love just calling it a th- It's that thing that you've always wanted to do. And it's saying, hey, what about me? Okay, now let's talk about this idea of being scared, right? So I did an episode a little while ago about, um, about doing 
your thing. Oh, I called it dancing with dragons. Uh, but this concept of dancing with dragons, like when that little, you feel that, like, hey, the little whisperings, like just dance with it a little bit, right? Like dragons are really cool. You can also die. It's a little scary. That's fine. Dance with the dragon, right? Like that's the idea. Okay. You listen to that episode. And then the question becomes, when it becomes a little more developed and you're clear, hey, I would just like to leave work a little early. Hey, I would like to spend, I'd like to get up early on Saturday mornings and write because I've got this story that I really want to tell. Like whatever it is, it gets a little bit, it, gets, it, it, has, it takes a little bit of form. As soon as that happens, and again, it could be dramatic, like I want to move from South Africa to Europe, like whatever. As soon as it happens, there's going to be this thing that pops up, this fear. And the fear's got all sorts of little tricks. Fear is so tricky. It's tricky, tricky fear. Now, fear, remember, fear's kept you alive. So it's not like we want to kick fear in the teeth. It's not like we don't, no fear. Like we're not, we don't play that game. That's silly. Yes, we have real fear. And sometimes fear has kept us alive. So sometimes we have to listen to fear. But in these cases, we just want to say like, okay, fear, I feel you, but I'm going to go ahead. But I just want to warn you about some of the little tricks fear plays. One of them is, who does that? That's one of the tricks. That's fear. That's one of fear's best tricks. No one does that. You're not allowed to do that. And fear can get really personal with this one. Fear knows right where to go, right? Say something like, fear says to me all the time, like, hey, you're just a kid that came from a broken family. Your parents were divorced when you were eight. You had all sorts of trouble in school. Everybody told you that if you could just focus, but you can't. So a kid like you can't do that, right? Oh, that's a tricky one. Fear really brings that one. Um, Fear could say something like, You know, you don't have the education to do that. People like you are not allowed to do things like that. Right? You could even live in a community where a bunch of people do that thing, right? To travel, to take the kid, like whatever it is. You could have examples all around you and fear would say, yeah, 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 that's for other people. Right? And by the way, they're not scared. They're just doing it. See, that's another lie, fear tells. Everybody's scared. So that really is all I wanted to talk about was just this like, be aware of fear and the stories it tells. And learn to recognize fear. I like Elizabeth Gilbert's model for fear is like, it's it's sort of like your crazy uncle. You know, it, it he can come on the trip. He just can't drive. And I like that. I like that idea. It's not kick fear in the teeth. That's kind of what macho masters of the universe say. And they don't really, they're some of the most fearful people ever, but they just wouldn't tell anybody. Right. So, so just, it's me, you and I chatting and I'm just telling you, Hey, I feel that way too. I can't tell you how many times I said to my wife before we moved to New Zealand and even for like the first year we were in New Zealand, how many times I was like, no one does this. You're crazy. Look what you're putting our family through. And I was wrong the whole time. It was never me, to be honest. It was always fear. 
I mean, I take full responsibility for it. I'm not like trying to pawn it off. Those, those discussions I've, you know, when I said things like that, I, I, I had to take full responsibility and apologize and say that, and then just recognize, sorry, that was just me being scared. But internally it was just fear. So doing scary things, when we start to do them, so we dance with dragons a bit, right? The unspeakable thing starts to bubble up a bit. Instead of squashing it down, we say, hey, I'm glad you're back. We dance with it a bit. We give it some formation. We make a guess. We think it's this thing. We try it on. We do all those things. And then when we go to do it, we realize fear is going to show up. And when fear shows up, it's going to have all sorts of tricks in its little bag. It's a little fear bag, little trick bag. And we're going to be ready for them. And no matter how ready for them we are, we're, it might take, like, it may derail you for days, weeks at a time. Sometimes you're like, I'm, just, yeah, I can't do that. People like me don't do that. And then you just have to remember, like, wait, that's a story. That's just a story. Right? Fear's just telling you stories. They're lies. Lies of fear to keep you from doing, doing the thing. So I... I'm going to talk more about this. I'm going to be sharing stories about people who do scary things. I'm going to I'm going to try and walk you through over time the framework that I how I think about this, how I make decisions to do it. And it's not just me, how I've seen other people do it. So if you like this idea, I need to hear from you. I know you're probably driving or walking right now, but when you get home, could you just do me a favor? Just shoot me a quick email, hello at behaviorgap.com and tell me, Carl, I want to hear those stories. Or, hey, I thought this was a financial podcast. Like, just give me some feedback because the direction I'm going is this idea of, again, it's it comes back to aligning my use of capital, which I think of as skill, talent, energy, and money. Sorry, it really is time, money, and energy. And under energy, I think of time. Oh, I already said that. Time money, energy. And under energy, I think of talent. So human capital, the whole ball of wax, right? Like aligning that with what is really important to us. And largely I'm thinking, I'm naming that what's really important to us. I'm giving it a name. It's called the thing. The thing, right? And I'm going to talk more and more about this because it's what I'm super excited about. So I need to hear from you. Hello at behaviorgap.com. And by the way, those of you who are, are rating this on iTunes, you have no idea how much of, of a difference it makes. More people are follow, finding it. It would be great. Go to iTunes. Give me a seven-star rating. Write something in the comments. Amazing. Thanks, my friends. Talk to you tomorrow.